rifling through those long boxes. It's gotta be here, it's gotta be here, it's gotta be here. Aha! Here it is! And bagging those books. I'm out of bags and boards again. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. The Cosmic Force Podcast. A Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Parker Kirk, Caleb Laminek, and Jacob Boat. Welcome everyone to the Cosmic Force, your bi-weekly Star Wars podcast uh, talking all about Star Wars comics. We are on youtube.com slash utini every other Wednesday as well as your favorite podcasting app. Thanks everyone for tuning in this week. If you want to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash utini where for as little as $5 a month, you can gain exclusive access to an entire utini Patreon podcast network of shows. Uh, including our new, this show's new Empire Strikes Back commentary track, which dropped, well, as of recording a couple days ago, but when you listen to this about a week ago. So if you want to check that out, uh, you can feel free to jump on over to Patreon. But with that out of the way, let's get into it. Fellas, we just came off of Thanksgiving. I hope you all had a great one. How are you all doing? I'm great. I'm thankful to be back here with you guys talking about some... Uh... Like it feels like Dark Droids has been like our like high train here. Like every time it comes out, we feel obligated to talk about it because it's so good. But I'm thankful for good Star Wars comics. Yeah, I mean, uh, Thanksgiving was great. Um, I'm doing good. If uh, if I have to get up and leave briefly uh, for those watching and not listening, it's because I am on baby duty. I don't know if you can see this monitor, but he is not asleep. I've got an almost two year old. So uh, if he starts crying, I might have to dip out, but I'm ready to get into it. And yeah, like Jacob said, we talked about The Empire Strikes Back through the whole movie the other night. We talked um, about things, maybe not yeah. the movie <laughs> yeah. The Empire Strikes That's Back. Right. We talked during The Empire Strikes like, it Back. Was, it was at least 50% Star Wars, if not more. It was mostly, it was, it was Star, mostly Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, mostly Star Wars. It was and very it, little about the film. Every once in a while, we would chime in with a tidbit. Usually like, a, a piece of trivia that everyone already knows. Yeah, it depends on if you count from a certain point of view a conversation to be about the movie or not. In which case it was 80% about the movie. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. If you're one of the sickos who listens to it, let us know. Uh, we had a really good time doing it. We've already got some people who said they uh, listened to it and had lots of good uh, feedback. So <laughs> the feedback was, don't do this again. No. Yeah. <laughs> we will not be asked to do a Patreon perk, monthly perk again. But hey, you know. Hey, this was my second one. I just keep finding my way done, onto them. I've done a couple. I did this one. And then earlier this year, I did the like uh, show and tell collector thon kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah. One. I meant to send something to you. And then I just, uh, I never did. That's fine. I, I don't even know if I actually used all the ones that people did send me, so yeah, it, it's it's all good. It feels I did like... the Servants of the Empire roundtable, and mm. God help this podcast if they ever make a comic adaptation of it, because that's all you'll ever be allowed to hear about from me. <laughs> like, what is it? I, I guess about 80% of my, my time on UTN is for the other Patreon-exclusive show. Oh, yeah, you, got, you uh, have a Patreon true, yeah. show. Yeah, <laughs> I have an actual Patreon-exclusive show, Dice Wars. So yeah, Caleb is a uh, Dungeon Master extraordinaire, or like, Game I, Master, like, I, I guess. It, can, I, can I officially say that I'm the, uh, the UTN's official TM uh, Game Master? I, I, yeah. I so. Sorry, I, uh, GM. I'm the GM of UTN. Yeah. Mm, okay. Oh, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Sounds official. Then, yeah, well, and then GM is sort of up to interpretation to whoever's mm. reading it, so they might overinflate exactly. your importance. No, offense. I'll put it on my resumes and see how that. Goes, <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna be CEO, uh, comics extraordinaire. Um, 
don't know, officer, oh, whatever. Com- Good comic enough. enthusiast o- officer. Com- comics enthusiast officer. I'm the CEO of Utini. You can thank yeah. that right now. When, when we were uh, when we were at celebration, Andrew made yeah, uh, and get the Andrew little, name tags. We all made little name tags, and he was like, Oz, what do you do? Like, what should I put on here for your role? I was like, I don't know. I edit videos sometimes, so it says Oz Davis editor, and I was like, Ooh, I like that. That's yeah. that's an editor, like chief way, editor. Yeah, exactly. Eat your heart out, Carl, because I have a free <laughs> job now. I was like, I. I barely do anything now. I have a, a sort of actual role here. Yeah, but and, you know, over I feel like time, that's how kinda... like everyone when they start is like, you know, they spend like two months like kicking around, like, what am I actually doing on this place? It's like it took me about three years to get there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I'm still involved in this, but now I get to talk about comics. Yeah, um, buddy. So, what have y'all been reading lately? Speaking of actual reading, uh, well, comics. A lot of <laughs> good start. Okay, like on Black Friday, this is like probably like the the simplest like sort of thing i've come across let me i'm actually wearing a matching shirt for this but this is superman versus meshy super or super meshy it's a weird little uh, manga where superman discovers the joys of fast casual chain restaurants in japan what yeah like the entire thing is him like going off going around and like eating hot pot and like you know doing yakitori skewers and all like that it's does he go to a 7-Eleven or a Combini or yes, anything? Yes, that yes. legitimately. Hold on, hold on. Let me so see is this, is this like sponsored content? Like, is this by a brand? I don't think so. Like, you go, like they are like real places you can go to, but like, because they have like, like I don't think he's, they specifically say 7-Eleven for the convenience okay. store, but a lot of the air stores are very specific things. Like, like you know, look, he it, it's where he puts his hamburger on top of his convenience store noodles here. Mm. It's... That's so rad because I love um, I love weird branded content. I have Marvel used to get really into that. I have this comic that's um, it's an Incredible Hulk con- comic, but it's sponsored by Master Lock. So mm. it's like even Hulk can't break these locks. I had or, or my grandpa like that. had one that I'd read when I was a kid that was like a Radio Shack Superman comic from the six- 60s or 70s. Yeah, man. And back in the 60s, like the Mad Men era, everything was sponsored. Yeah. It was, and it was all by cigarettes. There's, it was when I started, I started reading DC, or I was reading DC back during like the Rebirth era. Mm-hmm. And I remember like getting like one of my first Superman comics, and it happened to just be one with Doomsday as like the villain for that arc. Mm-hmm. And I'm flipping through and I'm like, this page doesn't make sense. And it was a full page Snickers ad. With yeah. Doomsday, Superman, and Wonder Woman, that was like in panel style, and it probably had been running for months now. So for everyone else, they're like, okay, whatever. But for me, who's like reading the comic for the first time, and it has Doomsday, and suddenly there's Doomsday in a Snickers bar in a different art style, I was very <laughs> confused. Okay, just I it was just flipping ahead. He takes Superman takes his friend Aquaman to the all you can eat uh, conveyor belt sushi place. Oh no, that's messed up, dude. Does he always get he can get like the uh the avocado? Yeah, uh, does he react yeah. like, oh these are my friends? No, he seems pretty chill with it. Oh, like, okay. Uh so have you read it yet? Or are you just, I, yeah, just I, I'm, I'm making my way through it. I I got the first volume and I loved it. And I picked up the second one because it was Black Friday sales. It was like you know, discount <laughs> off. I'm like, you know what? I'll probably keep going on this. This is um if you want just like a really light, super light read here, it's 100% worth it. It's great. It, 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 does he do any superhero stuff or it's all just him? Going it's all him eat? eating stuff. Dude, yeah. That is so awesome. Yeah. They're like short little like 12 page vignettes of him the, going to a place and talking about the, how good the fried rice is. The manga industry is so much cooler than American comics. <laughs> it is. It kind it, of is. It really is. And 
because people there actually read them and no one here reads comics except the three of us and everyone listening. Uh, exactly. For Speaking of people listening, will you describe, for those who can't see it, your shirt, which is matching, like you said. Oh, yes. This is, I just got this literally the our Black Friday sale. Uh, it's a Superman shirt. It's kind of wild because it, I was blowing their minds, my co-host minds earlier, but let me see if it'll show up on the video here, but it, it has uh, red and blue here. So if you look at fruit with like your old 3D red lenses here from your old like highlights magazine 3D glasses, it'll like you know extract out sort of thing. So uh, you know it shows Superman, but if you put look through it with a red lens, you just see Clark Kent behind everything. It's um, it's like a really wild like magic eye sort of uh shirt here, and you know I was very impressed with this shirt. That's so cool. An interactive t-shirt. There's not enough of the, or it's a, it's a button. It's a, it's a nice looking shirt. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. It was, unfortunately, I think they, I got on such a massive discount from Roosevelt's t-shirts because they are discontinuing it. So oh, unfortunately, right. I don't know if you can get this anymore. Well, very good. You also read Path of Vengeance I'm seeing in the show notes. Reading, reading. reading. I literally just started it. And God, I love Path of Vengeance. It's good. It's really good. Like, I will say this because this is a comic show. Boy, you really need to read the uh, the High Republic uh, comic before you. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Book. I don't think you do. <laughs> I think you don't know that you do unless you've read the comic because it. The, yeah. The first act. I mean, okay, we're not gonna get into the Battle of Jedha crossover Mm-mm. right now because it's a it's a big topic. Jake and I could talk for a while about it, but yeah. the the first act of Path of Vengeance has a lot of direct crossover. Mm-hmm. With like the Marvel references because they're both like, yeah they're both written by Kevin Scott. You get a scene that is a straight up continuation of the rest, but like yeah, because the gloves or whatever that the bad guy gets uh-huh. um, yeah, like like, like, the first, the like the first like several like sections of this part one, which is what I'm still in, is like essentially a a hyperspeed recap, like a Wikipedia summary of what happened in the uh, in those issues there. Mm-hmm. Which I I love both path books, so I'm yeah, glad that you're great. getting caught up. And you're almost you, then you get to read the manga pretty soon, and that is... uh, I already read the manga. That's yeah, right. And then no one can pass out it. of order. Yeah, but it's fine. Like okay, like yeah. Now yeah, you get like, to read it again in context. Again, a weird thing. And then and then I'll join you, cool kids, with uh, reading. Was it Eye of Darkness? Eye of Darkness. Yeah, which so is that's a, what I've been. A great reading. segue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I just finished yesterday uh, the Eye of Darkness. Um, Jacob's got his fancy Goldsboro one. Fancy I see. Goldsboro copy. I, I passed yeah. on it. I I waffled back and forth, but I'm not getting into that Goldsboro life. I do have the the convention version of uh, what is it, Cataclysm? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I really liked the book. We're not going to talk a lot about it uh, yet it's because it's only it's only been out a couple weeks, new. so we yeah. give y'all time. Uh, but if you're reading Shadows of Starlight, which if you're listening to this, I'm sure you are. Uh, it's a great companion piece. There, there are two issues so far of Shadows of Starlight. Both of them have, have like basically been summarized in a chapter here, but like mm-hmm. you get to see kind of both sides. Um, I think this book is serving a very similar purpose to the novels as what Shadows of Starlight is doing for the comics. It's sort of a bridge right. between Fallen Star and the, the action of Phase 3. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it going forward. And... Uh, that's that's all I've been reading. I'm now kind of caught up on my Star Wars reading, so I mm-hmm. can take a break for a while, which is nice to do and read not Star Wars stuff. Who does read that? Good, yeah, read good uh, novels. <laughs> yeah, like read other things. 
Um, what are you reading? Are, yeah, what about you? Are you going to join us with Mistborn and all the other branded? Oh, I, that, I don't know. I don't have time for Sanderson, I, man. I, I'm I, refusing it out of principle, to be honest, at this point, because people I, gla- glaze him too, so hard that I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah, I. It's like the Ted crazy. Lasso of books for me at this point, where it's like <laughs> everyone loves it so much. I'm like, you're you're kind of annoying about it, where I don't. Want yeah, to like me and my wife have are just in second season of Ted Lasso, and fun fact, it's as good as people say. Have you watched the Christmas episode yet? Uh, we literally just watched it like you know this week. Oh, cool! That's the one that made me quit the show. <laughs> it was what? Oh, come on! It was Which, it was amazing. Well, I, I hated talked, that episode. So have I much. talked about my experience with that show on this no, you have podcast not. before? Uh, I've never watched it, but my uh, in laws watch it, and I was over at their house like a year ago, and they just had it on, and I was in their living room, and it was the Coach Beard episode, and the one where he's like out on the town all night oh, and like yeah, yeah. and i'm like this what uh, which i've heard is like the most bizarre episode of the entire series i haven't but seen that, that yeah. being my only exposure to the entire show i'm like i'm good no i i'm <laughs> kind of with you i liked the show i really liked season one i didn't didn't blow me away mm-hmm. uh i get why people like it it's a little much people yeah. like dial it back it's uh i might Turn some heads here. It's kind of like Taylor Swift for me. Oh, anyway, Jacob, okay. what have you been reading? Modified yeah. rap just happened this week. We cannot have. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but anyways, what I've been reading. Yeah, I also finished Eye of Darkness. I was also on another podcast talking about that uh, last week. Or We split up. The, the conversation got split up into two parts because we talked for over three hours. Uh, but if you want to check out my thoughts in a lot more de- in depth on Eye of Darkness, you can check out Kessel Run Relay. They also talk a lot about comics as well. Um, but that was fun. Uh, so I've read Eye of Darkness. Um, I've been getting into the 77 run for the first time a little bit. So I read just the first six issues, which is the A New Hope adaptation, which was a lot of fun. The next uh, story arc is where they introduce Jackson, and that's yeah. yes. They they spread the adaptation over six issues. Yeah, that's a that's that was pretty big for back then because you used apparently to, like, yeah adaptations were like two issues long. Yeah, that's what like I I actually was listening to a podcast and they were talking about like that they initially tried to force them to do it in like two or three and they're like no. Yeah, which is why because now adaptations are usually six issues, but the pacing is so much faster in comics now than it was. Right. 50 years ago because there's just so much text on a page right it's it, when you say like oh i read six issues of you know a 2020 run right that's maybe half an hour maybe an hour Pops. yeah six issues of a, of a book like from the that's 70s like an like afternoon watchman watchman <laughs> will take you a week to read in if you even if you do it in one you know, sitting you know they, right. they wrote it and then they like well and then we'll fit the art into it yeah yeah the more we write the less art we have to do exactly right, right. Uh, so I read I'll that get there some days the seventy seven yeah I mean it's like the kind of thing where I've run out of comics to really read because I'd read oh I guess I I don't know if I talked about this since the last time we recorded but I finished Kotor I finished um, Legacy one I've not read Legacy two yet um, so I'm kind of like basically done with Dark Horse there's like Legacy two there's a few like prominent mini series like, like I should probably read Crimson Empire at some point but. I got time to that. So a real quick uh, temperature. How was the legacy for you? I liked it. I mean, it it, like it, it was crazy. Yeah. It's definitely like, you know, I think there's a lot. Yeah. I think there's a, it's very edgy. I think there's a lot of potential for the world that he built, like Ostrander and Dursma built there that just Mm. like, I would have liked to seen explored more had it not just, you know, been at the tail end of legends. Like, I think they, yeah, 
that like it's like it's like the old republic where they they created a really cool world and told a solid story in that world but i would have liked to see more things happen in that era but you know that was 10 years ago it is what it is uh another thing i read oz's favorite Star Wars Hunters, yeah. Battle for the Arena. I got this from Book Outlet for five dollars, so you know couldn't pass it up. It was good. Like I, I, you know, I cannot hate. It was a good book. It had lots of very fun elements of like, haha, this is a video game of like the chapter where it's like, hey, Reeve, you can't just play the object. You, no, you have to play the objective. You can't go chase after like your enemy the whole time and try and you know kill him. You have to actually like hop on the cart and make sure we win the match and stuff yeah that's like, that. like her main story arc yeah like not <laughs> be not just focus on her kd ratio yeah yeah not, not to you know be a griefer or to stop teabagging yeah exactly so <laughs> right yeah unfortunately with it being a junior novel reeve didn't teabag anyone uh that's my one that complaint. we know of yeah, that we know yeah of. they didn't show it um but hey when we can finally play the game we can do it ourselves um on switch but then and there's another really cool like fun scene that i enjoyed in it that she's originally from corellia Mm -hmm. and sang in gonk rock bands which is like punk rock but you plug into a gonk droid as your amp and like talks about how under the empire uh this is she moves to narshada and like is Mm -hmm. in a gonk rock band there and under the empire to like protest against the imperial rule they played like punk rock yeah like fight back against the oppression i'm like that's the sickest thing yeah ever the, the biggest takeaway people have had the people the few people who've actually read the book is always the gonk rock because it's the coolest new edition mm-hmm. like it's objectively cool it's it's mm-hmm. music that got its name because they plugged their guitars into gonk droids like that's rad and yeah the whole like the, it's basically like the punk movement of the 60s and 70s like they're the sex pistols yeah it's it's really rad. Um, and I hope that gets picked up and like becomes a thing because we, we can't talk about the genre of music that Max Rebo plays anymore. No, uh, but it's, maybe it's, maybe it's jats now. It's jats now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what I think, jats? I think they are both technically canon, but one of them yes. is never going to get mentioned again. Jats hey. was the term used in fact, pop, yes. uh, return of the Jedi. J A T Z. Yes, Um, exactly. Max Max's story in that book is a trip, but this is not a fact pop podcast because again, Mm -hmm. that would that would be a a deep dive. We don't need. I also love that they did the interior kind of couple art pages. Yeah, in the book, they're very pretty. Uh, And of course, comics mention this is a comics podcast. Amara Vex. I'm still not entirely sure. I guess I have to reread Crimson Rain. I thought she was dead. No, you. I'm pretty sure you see her get away. Yeah, She's I guess no, she, she was like there was like the one person in the ship in the or tree. something. You see her uh, stranded in a tree, I think. Okay, and then that's the last time she shows up. But uh, from Chanth Cha's orphans group of bounty hunters, she makes her way to the hunters arena on the planet. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's right. like a, a Eternal Twilight Planet, basically. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, well, I have. Well, I have to main her now because her. Their tenuous relationship to the greatest comic book of all time, Lando. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, again, this this assumes the game ever exists, but oh, it's called Vespara. There you go, Vespara. That's right. Which is a really cool world building, the, the way that whole work, all works. But yeah. um, we won't take any more of your time. I've, I've mentioned this every week. I feel like if you want to <laughs> hear more about this book, uh, I talked about it with Jose and Trev over on Archives uh, for over an hour and a half. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, but we'll get into comics. I guess we 
we don't really have any news this week. Do we, we do. Oh, we wait. Do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we have significant yeah. news. Oh, this is why so, I don't lead this thing. So we talked last episode about some rumors about the end of Dr. Afra, And I think we said, like, you're going to know more either the, by the time this episode comes out or by the time we are our ex- next episode drops. So mm-hmm. I think actually, I think about the day that um, the episode dropped, maybe or no. Yeah. Like it dropped last week, whatever. Uh, Anyways, this week, as we're recording, um, we have official confirmation that Dr. Afra is ending after issue 40. There have been lots of rumors involving the cover art kind of seeming like an end, the description kind of seeming like an end. Uh, Then solicitations came out, and it was not solicited for the month of February. And then the trade paperback listing came out, and it was... 32 through 40, which is a huge range to have just for no reason. And then finally, actually the league of comic geeks website had added an extra line at the end. It's like, this is the final issue of Dr. Afra. Uh, and then Alyssa finally came out after that and said, yes, it is over. Issue 40 is the last one. The run is going to be ending. Um, and to stay tuned for revelations, which is coming out in, I think just a couple weeks now. Uh, I think it's like mid, um december yeah. i'm so. pulling it up right now it is on december 20th is when that comes out and uh Alyssa is writing for it so we'll see what's going to happen with the future of either afra or you know maybe Africa goes away for a little bit and Alyssa's just writing a different story we're not entirely sure or revelations is like well, I was going to say it's like an ending for Afro, but there's two issues that come out after it. I really wish they would do another Empire Ascendant issue because that yeah, was well, a that's great... That's what I thought the first Revelations was going to be, uh-huh. and it wasn't. Like, I mean, it, it so, kind of was. So we know, so yeah. Afro 2020 is going to end. So does that mean we're going to get an Afro 2023 or 2024? That's my thought. Or maybe Not it's 20... going to be Afra and Peekpa. Peekpa? Oh, I love uh. that. <laughs> Uh, the slicer Ewok droid from Last Shot, or not droid, yeah. Ewok, just slicer Ewok yeah. from Last Shot, yeah. slicer Ewok. I mean, and from that... Alyssa Wong's own, you know, uh, she also Ewok. was in the Ewok one shot that Alyssa yeah. wrote, yeah, like, oh, exactly. Right. That's what I'm saying. That'd be you know, pretty, there's, there's pretty sick. There. Now, um, she's currently working, I think. Well, she Peekpa works for the New Republic, um, post Return of the Jedi. You know anything? So. I guess it was in that one shot, but other than that, we don't really know much. Exactly. Um, um, this right, so right for uh, we, opportunity. We basically assumed this last time. Yeah. What we still don't know, obviously, is what's coming next. But Afra's been such a big character since her debut in the mm-hmm. third issue of Doctor Vader. Doctor Vader. Doctor Vader. Doctor Vader. Um, of Darth Vader, mm-hmm. or maybe fifth, whatever issue. It was, it was either second on, or third. Yeah. Of twenty fifteen. Um, so she's been a huge character for nearly a decade and clearly popular because they keep her around. Uh, I was a skeptic at first, not going to lie, but she's here to stay. Mm-hmm. So she she's not going anywhere. Like, let's just be realistic. Yeah. Um, like, they might kill her, but in, in a way that's yeah, easy but to revive. They, 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 they've they killed her multiple times now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Vader 15 ended with her getting yeeted out of an airlock. And she got impaled by the spark eternal and was a zombie droid for a while. So, yeah. mm-hmm. so, so we also, we still don't know anything about the omnibus is the biggest weird thing here, which Jacob just acquired. I have it here. It ends at 25, which, which is very weird. small. Yeah. Not very small. It's pretty small. It's a, it's a relatively decent size. Uh, it's a mid size, but it's weird. If you're, if you're going to end at 42, 
just do 42. Um, Especially when 25 was not a a breaking point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The the arc had either one or two more issues after it that they could have just extended it. So I don't know. I think it it, ends with her dying. It has to have... There has to be more coming. I suppose they, at least. At oh no, least it doesn't. It doesn't do even a, make it to the part where she dies. Exactly. <laughs> maybe maybe it'll be like a like a mini series. Like they'll do like a six issue mini series after like that. Oh. Maybe they'll put the Stanisaros as the uh, part of the uh, Oni. That could here. actually oh, fit. That, that would fit. And then yeah, they could do um like a an Afra Vader team up mini that leads to. What I'm getting at is, I think this is all leading to Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um. Well, we've known that since 2020. Well, we know it's leading there, but yeah. Well, actually, uh, that's another Afro Invader. She had the two crossover issues with him and Hidden Empire. Yeah, in yeah. his and series, that maybe you could throw those so in this there. Could, um, this could be us building her up to have a new run after Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. but it leaves open the question of Star Wars and Vader are not currently slated to be ending. Um, we know Charles Soule put out a newsletter recently, and he is currently writing the script through issue 46. So we know that it has. Months. Yeah. And the free comic book day issue is in May the 4th for the two of those runs. You would not imagine that is the last issue for them. Yeah. So my thought um, is that there's going to be 50, like maybe a Vader Star Wars crossover, kind of like Vader down. That mm-hmm. leads to us getting to Return of the Jedi, which would be sometime maybe next summer. Um, yeah. And then Star Wars would relaunch. Afro would relaunch. Vader, they'd have to pick a new time They'll period. find a way. Or, shit, I mean, like a Vader's Force Ghost series. Like, let's go. Like, I mean, you establish Anakin in the Ahsoka series. So. Yeah. If, if Mike Chen wants to write it. Yeah, just do... It, it's just... Instead of Vader 2023, it's just called, like... Vader in or Anakin in the war, world between worlds. Something. I, like I that. mean, I was making jokes with people on Twitter the other day about like just posting the Vader infinities from Legends, the oh, white the, armor the white Vader, suit. yeah, the oh, redeemed Vader here somewhere around here. God, um, but, yeah, and, yeah, and the fact that they announced bounty hunters at Comic Con, but not this. It's, it's very strange. It's so odd. It so makes, there's it definitely makes this is not the end of Afra. I am yeah. confident. You can take that to the yeah, bank. Va- Valance might be dead. Afra yeah. is probably not. The my assurance of Afra continuing is the same as my assurance that Iowa will hit the under. Oh yes. Every week. <laughs> there it is. There is oh, yeah, the white suit Vader. Um for those listening, check out Star Wars Infinities from a while back. It's yeah, what, so basically, it's, what if Anakin didn't turn to the dark side, but he still gets Mustafard, so yeah. he's in his white suit as a well. It, it, it's it's a little bit more involved than that. It's essentially like right. the first yeah. three novels, if they were from a slightly different. There's something yeah. that's slightly changed there. I've still been meaning to pick that up. I've never read them all, but it's uh they're they're interesting. They're they're, they're kind of fun. Like the uh, the trade paperback also has the Star Wars where they. Oh. Comic adaptation of. I need to get. I, I want to get that like box set <laughs> yeah, for it. It's very interesting, but as I said before, and I'll say again, and probably keep saying, if they had, if George Lucas had to hit, made the movie that was laid out here, we would not be here. It would just be. It would like maybe be remembered on MSK. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not as good. It's not a good movie. Um, yeah. I we won't. We don't need to talk about it too much because I have been lobbying for us to do an episode about that at some point when there's hey, a Patreon down- bonus episode. Yeah, if, at some it. point if there's a down point, uh, if they would maybe stop putting out eight issues a month, 
of Star Wars stuff. And we, if we ever have a gap, I want to talk about 2014's The Star Wars. Uh, from Dark Horse. From Dark Horse. It's a, it is something else. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, Jacob mentioned there's a cool box set of it that is sort of a white whale for me. It's not even that expensive. It's No, it's like a couple hundred bucks, but it's just kind of thing you have to like actually justify that purchase. Right. Yeah. If I ever like come across it at half price books, oh, yeah. yeah, sure. I'll jump on it, but I'm not going to buy it off eBay. But so we had the Afro news again. Sad to see it go, but I'm sure it's been heating up. I'm sure it's going to go out with a bang, and I don't think it's the end of that character, nor is it the end of probably. Well, it's definitely not the end of Alyssa Wong writing. Oh yeah, in the near future, since they have a Revelations story, so that yeah. means they're writing. We we obviously know Ethan Sachs for Bounty Hunters is doing the Django Fett miniseries. We just don't know what Alyssa's doing yet. So yeah, well, and they're working on the High Republic too. So yes, they have anywhere. Escape from Valo in January, I think. Yeah, and I. I, I'm. Are they guest writing on High Republic Adventures at all? I feel, do I, um, it's did I make that up? Possible. I don't uh, know if they're doing the crash. They're working on one shot. Uh, with with DJO on the Valo. Valo. So yeah, because yeah. yeah, Alyssa did the crash story in Light and Life. Mm-hmm. I think so. Maybe maybe really? writing that. Yeah, I thought, I thought, maybe the crash one shot. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it, that was the Barnes and Noble. Oh yeah, which story. I don't know if we talked about that on this podcast. Was that no? I think we talked about it last time. Oh, right? that's the news that broke. It was while we were in the middle of the episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there's going to be a crash Angua one shot. Yeah, but anyways, uh, one other high, actually on topic. High Republic Adventures was supposed to come out the oh, was it the 13th of December, which is two weeks from us recording, one week from you listening to this. Uh, it is maybe now dropping the sixth. It has well, not been. Updated. It was supposed to come out on the sixth. And then it was supposed yeah. to come out on the 13th. 13th. And now PR Penguin Random House has apparently shipped it to comic book stores to be released on the 6th, but it has not been updated on any of like retailer sites saying it is coming out on the 6th. So maybe if you're showing up to the comic book store today, it might be on the shelf. It might not. Who knows if your comic book store owner knows what to do. Um, but yeah, it's either out today as you listen to this or next week. So either way, that's a next episode kind of thing for us to talk about. Um, one other not news thing that I did want to share. I finally got my Peach Momoko uh, oh, nice. Mandalorian. I have not read, again, any of the Season 2 Mandalorian issues, but hey. Cool. It's a I Peach Momoko Ahsoka cover. her take on that episode. Because uh, that episode had a lot of really cool visuals. And yeah. Peach's visuals are insane. Did we 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 talked about her one shot the other day? Yeah, right? briefly. Yeah. yeah, man, it's like, cool. It's, it, it's it, wild. It'd be hard to do like an actual like full on episode. <laughs> yeah, like, half an episode. It's like, man, look at this artwork. It's so bussin'. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, should We're we talk all... about the issues? Yeah, for let's this talk week? about comics. We made it half right. an hour again. Classic. Uh, so we were going to start, I think, with D Squad, uh, number, number three, three. Uh, written by Mark Guggenheim with pencils from Salva Espine and colors from Israel Silva. Exactly. Well, folks, what happened this ep- this issue? Let's do a quick, quick recap. Uh, on the spaceport in Galios, D Squad continues the battle against a scourge who is in a cyborg body amongst other bodies but mainly in this time a cyborg body after many near double crosses and not sure who to trust the droids do bag the villain and escape on ig-88's ship in space they begin to make a plan on how to bring down the scourge and that involves getting the help of ajax but to find him they need the the old friend a old friend of r2d2 on ryloth there r2d2 meets up with a clone wars flame 
QTKT. Uh, this processor felt reunion is interrupted at first by Triple Zero and then by the scourge in a battalion of Imperial Enforcer droids. D Squad does what it does best, engages the foes head on, leading QT to being shot down, leaving on a cliffhanger. Um, that that processor felt line you thought you were gonna that get was, away with that, that was slick. That was slick. <laughs> when I was writing, it's like heart. It took like, me a second to get it. Right? <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, I, I, this might be the best joke I'll write all night. So I gotta make sure it's good. That is good. Uh, this is a fun issue. I one thing I did notice right away is the ship that uh, the IGD is flying is not his typical ship that we've seen like from Legends or anything. That's called IG-2000, which I only know because I played Galaxy of Heroes. However, this, I don't know what the ship is called. It is the one he, I think, steals from the dude that repairs him in the War of the Bounty Hunters one-shot. We, we've seen it before. It's a kind of weird brick-looking thing. But yeah, from the War of the Bounty Hunters one-shot, I think his name's like RB-919 or something, because I've had to look him up recently, is a kind of weird... Um, hybrid dude or like hybrid cyborg dude that probably would have loved this comic book series if he did not get shot by ig88 after he fixed him so yeah, exactly but yeah i feel like we've seen it a couple times with that weird like asymmetric block he's sort of shit uh, shape there it's it's a brick <laughs> it's a it's brick. not pretty ship but it's a fun issue uh i like our, our budget uh valance with a mohawk yeah yeah like I, i'm surprised that we haven't seen he wasn't like a character from like the 77 run that we haven't come across yet but i don't think they even bothered giving him a name so we'll never know oh uh, we'll know he'll get his own story somewhere yeah for sure in, in star uh, wars fashion uh maybe, are... maybe this will be glub shitto yeah <laughs> his name is glub that that's <laughs> i've never thought about it that will be the day that canon jumps the shark when they actually name someone glub <laughs> I like I'm surprised they haven't yet. Yeah. Um but we are obviously we're big D squad stands. D squad we talked about all three issues. All right. uh, like did, did we expect KT to, uh, you know KT to or QT to start showing back up here? And we yes, because I saw her on covers like months yeah. ago. <laughs> covers? I, yes. must have I think it's her. variants, but yeah. Okay, I must I didn't dive into the variants. It's so. a cool, I mean it's a perfect callback. Like it it's fan servicey, but it, it makes sense. Hey, she's gonna be on Dakar in like thirty years, and that's good. Oh for her. yeah, she showed up in Rise of Skywalker, right? Or uh, Last no, Last Jedi, or Last either Last Jedi, either the very beginning of Last Jedi, or the very or the very the, end of the Force. The I think it's the very end Dakar, of the Force yeah. Awakens. Yeah. Um, this though, I mean, it was a lot of action, um, mm-hmm. a lot of beeps and boops. It's you know, it's exactly what we wanted. It is D Squad. Oh, yeah. Like the no comic delivers on its premise more than this one. We got a um. What's the uh, dark? We got a dark trooper at the end. That's pretty sick. Yeah, I don't know yeah, we, that was, yeah. I guess we we did see them in Vader recently. That was a thing. Yeah, but true, true. Um, did, apparently, they're just on Ryloff. Now, one thing I, I noticed is apparently, like R two D two has a ton of credits lying around. He just like bought IG eighty eight's like loyalty. <laughs> yeah, like he, he's got that Republic. Got the Republic credit card. He's just, what what is he empowered? to do like what kind of mandate does he have within the rebellion well like, this might he be was not... on madala's old money you know maybe like your had <laughs> just had up set him up with a trust fund yeah are, well, are the he... public credits still good was it dietaries is what they're calling the yeah i just rewatched that scene yesterday for some reason and yeah. uh i was like oh yeah qui-gon calls them something like, yeah 
Um, my thought was, well, yeah, well, because he's not even officially sent on this mission. We have to remember that at the start of Dark Droids, C-3PO yeeted him out of, of an airlock by his antenna. That's so, right. Uh, it's not like this is an officially uh, like requisition mission. He did yeah, but run is he into, like um, James Bond? Whack, like, does though. he just have a does he just have a perpetual license to kill? Like, you know, is he probably? Because I mean, Luke goes off. Chop, on Chopper definitely does. I don't know if R two D two does. They only gave Chopper one because they were tired of doing the paperwork. They were yeah. uh, like, all right, fine. You're going to do it no matter what. We'll sanction it. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, credits in the Star Wars universe make no sense regardless. Like, mm-hmm. uh, people always try to, oh, how much is a credit really worth? It's like, dude, don't overthink it. Yeah, I mean, Han, it, Han Solo was a million credits in War of the Bounty Hunters. So, yeah, and I, I think the ship in A New Hope, he uh, Luke and Obi-Wan buy it for 10000 maybe. Yeah. Or, so yeah. it's so it's like okay, is it dollars? No, like maybe it's like a weird logarithmic. So like one credit is one dollar, but like yo, know, ten credits is like a hundred dollars. Well, right. It's also yeah, weird, yeah. like scaling things because like I can comprehend buying like a Millennium Falcon size ship. I cannot comprehend buying a Star Destroyer size ship. Like right, the scaling does not. I mean, I guess like militaries buy say, like, aircraft carrier, aircraft carrier. You know, like how are you an aircraft carrier when you look at like the yachts that crazy rich people own yeah billions <laughs> yeah the 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 problem of the yachts in the super yachts in europe where there are bridges that are too big yeah so there's or, yeah. Or the bridges are too small so that they have to like let up everything to get the, the yacht yeah oh yeah yeah know. and that's why the orcas attack them yeah yes which they, good on the orcas yeah um but overall, this is a fun issue. Uh, I mean, it is again, it is more classic D squad. Um, it's, it's hard to really like critique or get too much into it because I'm not saying that there isn't like deep themes at play here, but it's like, you know, we just want to see, you know, BT1 and IG88 and 4LOM and R2D2 all just like blast up a bunch <clears> of things. Caleb, it's 4LOM. I refuse to acknowledge that it is, but yeah. it is 4LOM. Uh, we we talk about this every issue of D Squad. How much I hate a that I hate for LOM and and how tiring this the, is, the this phonetic is spelling can be. Fun. I got the um, vintage collection or no retro collection. Sorry for for LOM and Zuckus. Here's the are they are they switched? They are switched. They are switched. <laughs> good, good, nice. good. Just like uh, the original. That's so good. Um, but yeah, IG88 is the one that I really hate reading. That and 4L. I don't know why. It just bothers me. 3PO, it's like AYT. What, 88 is AYE? No, they spell out 88 normal. Oh, okay. Um, it's just I is EYE. G is G-E-E. I don't know. Just uh, whatever. This is a like, ship that's sailed. Like, I'm just going to be a freaking boomer over here complaining. With the wrong letter, like IG88. I'm like, I, like, uh, Oh, I as an yeah. singular I dot I like oh that I not right you know like yeah. anytime it's like they change the first letter because I I don't know I'm just a lazy reader and I'll always just read like the first like you know four letters and then just assume what the word is and move on from there. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I hate when I read four L O M because I read that and then I say no, it's four lom and so it <laughs> takes me twice as long to read it because I yeah. correct the comic in my head. Oh. Oh, is the the monitor going off? It's just running out of battery, so I'm turning it off. And no, he's still right. not asleep. Well, um, is <laughs> there anything else we? we really? Yeah, is there anything else we really want to talk about? I don't. I think that, like you said, there's not a ton to talk about. What's funny about this miniseries is I think when Dark Droids is said and done, this will yeah. be one you could skip. 
but it's going to be the one we most recommend. I don't know if I will most recommend this. It is okay. Well, you're you're Valence Nation. Yeah, Um, Uh, I feel like it'll be an easy recommend because it's only four issues. Yeah, and it's it's a fun. We were talking about decompression and pacing. This is going to be a quick read. You'll be able to knock all four issues out in like ten minutes, probably. There's a fair amount of dialogue, Um, and also we actually I'm just scrolling through it here. We do see a uh, a flash over to Bounty Hunters. 37 and 38 of Forlom and Zuckus. So we've yeah. got some tie in there. Yeah. And they also tie into some of the previous stuff with um, Ajax Sigma. Yeah. Which um, we will talk as we move to. Yeah. Yes. Dark Droids number four. Because we actually issue. will see some plot relevance from D, D Squad. D-Squad. Despite what I just said, it being skippable, we'll, as, we'll see. Despite the order these comics were released in, yeah, well, publishing is publishing, so it's our job. It's, it's going to get worse. Uh, Caleb, yes. what happened in Dark Droids number four? Uh, well, first, Dark Droids number four, written by Charles Soule, pencils by Luke Ross, and colors by Alex Sinclair. All right, here we go. We got to start with Mazamata telling the Imperial higher ups that something is very wrong with the droids and while it's all totally under control all imperial troops should report unusual droid activity this translates down the uh, line to blast every single imperial droid you see and i just kind of loved how like yo know, that kind of level of like transition as you see the higher ups and then we cut to the uh, stormtroopers like well click click this sure does <laughs> suck shooting our droids but here we go um you know, so that's a really cool scene. And then we immediately match with an even cooler scene where the Scourge has begin, begin to feel the pressure, has split himself into a council of five. His normal self, a warrior, the elder, the scholar, and the child. You, you know, he kind of has like an internal monologue about what he's doing with himself. Uh, using the newly acquired trio of Magnatolvin, Valence, and Lobot, the Scourge takes control of the relay hub on, what's this, uh, Ekapona? Um, yeah, that's Epi- right. Epiconia. Yeah, Epicona, that, that one was giving me a hard time when I was reading it. Yo, know, the the uh, the uh, West Virginia plant, hoping to use the transmitters to spread itself far and wide. But there's one thing keeping him up at night: the other droid, Ajax, who we all see now alone and broken. But a new squad of friends arrives and asks for him help, his help to stop the scourge. It's D Squad. So, after some back and forth, the Scourge himself decides to destroy the literal physical manifestation of his desire to hold back and launches his fleet to corrupt and take over the entire galaxy. So, D Squad has showed up, which means D Squad number four has already happened. Mm-hmm. Not, th- I'm sure it is not going to be anything earth shattering. So, like in the end, am I that upset? No, not really. It is just weird. Well, it's because. D Squad spins out of Dark Droids number two, mm-hmm. and then they show up in number four. So there's no real way to publish four issues in between yeah. there, unless you did an accelerated thing. Right. Which actually, now that I think about it, so today was uh, some, of these com- some of the comics have been on weird timelines lately. That's like true. you get issues coming out, you know, one six weeks apart, and then two weeks apart, and then yeah. Yeah. Well, so yesterday was wednesday and uh we didn't have any new comics other than the mando adaptation or kenobi um and because that's because it was the fifth week of the month and Uh, typically typically in five week months there's 
either not a lot of new comics or they'll do or a fifth annuals. week event. Yeah, they they used to do a lot of fifth week events. So maybe D Squad could have been a cool thing where they do an issue a week throughout November or make it a five issue. I don't know. I used to like fifth week events. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I don't work for Marvel, so I don't even know why I'm pitching this. But yeah. it, it it's just the nature of publishing that take you, more of my money. Yeah, right. Um, just give us more Star Wars. Come on. I don't think it's hard. a huge spoiler, though. I mean, it's not like we thought any of those droids were going to die in the next mm-hmm. issue. It's not like you know we saw KT get blasted and thought, oh no, she's dead for good and ever. Right. Poor R two D two, but it it's it is what it is. That'll be fixed if you're reading it uh, after it's published, right? I'm sure we'll come up with a new reading order. Oh, on don't worry. Utini. We will come up with one, and then Trevor will come up with a crazier one. Yep. Panel. Um, but we we talked a little about tie-ins in the last D Squad in the D Squad issue. This also has a lot of tie-ins to both what's happening in Bounty Hunters and um, Afra. I'm sure Star Wars will get there, but we have well, not touched Star Wars. Like, yeah, Lobot's there, but like we haven't had a Star Wars issue in a. I don't think the Star Wars issue well, got us here yet, right? Well, well, yeah, no, the Star Wars issue, the last what, Star Wars Lobot Star Wars got scourged, scourged, and yeah, then they crash landed on, and they crash land on the same planet, right? The planet. Okay, the, uh, it's been a. It feels like it's been a while since I read that. Yeah, yeah but I did crash land on this planet with all the uh, the uh, antennas and everything. Remember, they crashed the uh, the. Oh, you're right. You're right. I just feel like uh, (laughs) Afra and Bounty Hunters maybe both had two issues there already or something like that. So, anyways, all all it's all converging. It's all coming together. Um, Yeah, it's this was. I'm interested to see how they land this. I don't really slightly less body horror here but i do love like the scourges like you know like his ashura like sort of like you know aspect here with like the six hands of just like you know random hands just sticking out like a mon calamari arm and And a a, uh a bulgarian arm oh yeah rodian um i thought at first i couldn't decide if those were if he was doing a grievous thing or if that was his throne like the iron throne from oh, yeah. Thrones, but just human arms it's oh there's a gungan hand really cool looking um yeah this very this felt very much like a penultimate issue because it is um there's a lot of sort of setting the table for the finale uh a whole lot of a whole lot of dialogue i mean this whole event's been pretty dialogue driven mm-hmm. um and, it's, and now he, he's invented four more people for him to talk to. Yeah, it's crazy because it's just one character talking to himself. It's like he's uh, splintering out. And, and like, at first I was like, this uh, this council room seems, seen as kind of dumb, right? Uh, it's just exposition for us. And then, But then he explains, I had to do this or I was going to lose my sanity. I'm like, okay, Charles, you like- saved it. You, you 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 know when you absorb like literally millions of droids you know ideas and and thoughts and memories like you can't hold yeah. that all in one. Well, and, and it's cool how brain. he talks about how the cyborgs are affecting him more than the droids do because they have mm-hmm. like feelings and and personal histories. Uh, so this little grand council, whatever you want to call it, that he's put together is really cool. I love that it's there's like a wizened old droid and then a, an infant baby child, like a tiny little kid droid. Like <laughs> yeah. that's super, that's super you creepy. Know- you know what this reminds me of is the oh Jesus when did this movie come out? Uh oh, uh, the two thousand and six I think two thousand five movie, Robots starring oh. uh, Ewan McGregor 
as Rodney right. Copperbottom. Nice time. They they, they yeah. build a little baby robot that's like mm-hmm. the you know you know good times. Anyways, um, the robot is like the child robot or the child is a manifestation of his fear. So it's yeah kind of interesting to see all of the different you know parts of whatever the scourge like is like, fighting like each other. Like I, I do I do kind of like it when we get like it seems like we're getting an internal deep dive. Like you're right, it is the same character, but like, you know, he's giving like different like personality traits to different parts of this sort of thing. And really I really like the um the kind of arc it told throughout this episode of like I like yeah. seeing the warrior, like we gotta kill them all. <clears throat> That's the only way to survive. I really I, I kind of it would have been nice. I know it's part of the stories it's lost out there and he doesn't know where it is, but it'd be fun to have one of these like splinter personalities be the spark eternal since we oh, still know yeah. it's technically in there somewhere maybe that's it maybe it's a next issue thing i think yeah. it's still gonna come up somehow but and um it's cool that it ends with him uh like killing off the warrior and i thought that was him uh, gonna be old, like, yeah. or yeah the elder the elder yeah. i thought it was gonna end with him being like uh oh wait no i totally misread that so never mind i scratched that yeah, I thought he killed the warrior and then just like absorbed him back into himself. But no, he basically killed off the old man. Yeah, like it, it, that's that. It kind of like you know, like I'm not sure if this is exactly what they're going for, but it seemed like, hey, yo, this is like the thing that's holding me back. It's like a classic like villain moment. Like he had that moment. He's on the precipice. He's like, am I really going to damn the entire world? I don't yeah. know if I want to. And he literally says, I think this is a bad idea. Well, then he like. He just like the coolest thing in like mouth blasts his like dude like I don't know just something about like yeah. a robot opening up their mouth and just putting like well it's like out I think it's, it's is that the thing. cover yeah the cover of this one is just yeah. like the the maw of yeah like him just death blasting out scourge his, you know thing out there destroying that thing and saying yep I'm going to uh, I'm going to eat everything in this galaxy and yeah okay like, like yeah hey, he's now rejecting he's officially past the the point of no redemption right yeah okay I did read it right yeah because he then he i thought he was gonna like reject what the elder was saying but then he kills him off and he's like yeah we gotta eat yeah that's, that was a, a cool little <laughs> mic drop moment at the end we all gotta eat yeah um i had taken i actually did my job today and i took notes oh, wow. um Ooh. and i left the laptop that has them on at my parents house so <laughs> i don't have my notes so i'm just scrolling through here the first thing i wrote down actually was just i thought it was so great that it started with masamita i love that dude <laughs> We don't get to see him enough. Hey, um, well, we know he he lives. Yeah, so we know he's around, and um, I want to know who's at the small council that he's, um, he's got I going. I wouldn't be surprised if like if one of those was Ray Sloan. It That's what I was gonna say. The, the one in the shadow, like two yeah. left. Yeah, that. Um, I feel like we also have like one more like imperial like agent like from like the, the Darth Vader series that was like completely cloaked in shadow and they're like trying yeah. to be like who we get to what about the person material. there's a, there's a ginger two people to his right is that what hux if, is that hux is that brindle hux yeah um well because my first thought was like oh well no ray sloan wouldn't be here she's off in space but then he calls the dude next to him admiral so i'm like okay mm-hmm. that that could be her which i mean that's probably well what's of- her what's her position at this point because she got demoted right she's gotta at least be an admiral because we're close to to jedi, jedi i don't know I guess but yeah, she probably was in that story role. before aftermath. Um, yeah, we do. She's in in New Dawn. Yeah, and got that in the sort of. Skips, and it, you know, she's she, in fact, Pav and Empire Strikes Back. She gets like oh, a de- demotion right. back we to captain or something like that. Story during the, the yeah, movie. I know. 
Um, I love though that there's all this collection of admirals and Brindle Hux, and then this, definitely Brindle. This dude in the fancy tunic, whatever. Like, what's what's yeah. he up to? He's, He's got to like be like a, a governor type. Yeah, like a governor you know, he like kind of with a pointy beard. He kind of reminds me of. Um, isn't that what like uh, Ben Kenobi looked like in like issue ten of the seventy seven run? Anyone know what I'm talking about? Oh, slightly, yeah, slightly. Vaguely. I with like the it. black jumpsuit and the yeah. pointy beard. I think. Um, anyway, I know that, that was that was such an inconsequential cold open to this, uh, mm-hmm. but it was cool. And I and and then it it we see the cameras watching this, so the the scourge knows that they're onto him. Right. I love those two stormtroopers talking. He's like, I don't know if we should kill this gong droid. And the other one's like, We were told to kill. Let's kill. Well, it's funny coming like coming to the the point where we are on Coruscant in issue four when we started. I think issue one or maybe it was issue two where they're like, Oops. I can't control myself all the time, the scourge, and like I'll accidentally throw someone off of like the walkway in Coruscant yeah. or whatever. And now it's like we're gonna do, we're gonna blow up all the droids. Yeah, which is a rational response, I think, yeah. to like the computers are killing us. Let's kill the computer. This is basically the Matrix condensed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then did we know that uh, he had renamed this uh, Star Destroyer Scourge One? I don't. I think so. That. I think okay. it was in the last, yeah, it was in the last like issue in Ajax Sigma. That's so the ship. goofy, but I love it. Yeah. It, it also sort of implies the existence of uh, more. Is well, there Scourge Two? Well, no, Home One. Say, well, like, well, it already does. Because be robot, you know, if he's Troy, uh, shouldn't he be counted at zero? Air Force One. With? Yeah, there actually are there they're, actually yeah, are two Air Force Ones. Air they're Force, both Air Force One. Also, I think that uh, where I think the Vice President has Air Force Two or or Navy Two. What I don't uh, know. Well, it, there's Marine One, which Marine, is the helicopter. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> anyway. We need we need Parker back. Yeah, he would know Parker, please. Um, and maybe keep us on topic. And then yeah, so then we jump to the small council where the meat is. Well, not the actual meat. That's the thing. We didn't get to any meat today. Yeah. Well, he just threatened it. Like I like in later. He does say we all got to eat. So yeah, I mean that's clearly where it's headed. Like there's like a scene. I can't. There's like a scene halfway through after his uh, agents take over the uh, the thing and they just start rounding up all the the uh, people. I can't like how he keeps every all these poor civilians like faces in like complete shadows. So it's like you know, you know, we don't have to draw all these poor uh, you know civilians in great detail because we all know that terrible things are about to happen. Right. To well, and yeah, I mean it's very brutal though. Like, he's like, I'm keeping you alive because I'm gonna mess with your bodies. Like we're not even yeah. gonna pretend that you're prisoners of war or whatever. Like you are my test subjects. Uh, and they're, when they're when three cyborgs are walking in. And they're like, all right, I guess we have to take it by force. Magna, you know, shoots one and then Valence does not hold back just, and just like <laughs> Kamehameha is this stormtrooper. Um, and then there's the next scene where they uh, get the uh, these uh, Ashmech droids and they just give them like these goofy little CDs. As like, they, here's a CD, bud. It, it's like, yeah. like, hey, get, gotta sell these AOL uh, you know, trial discs. Yeah, yeah, they're at the pharmacy. They take the free CDs for, from the checkout lane. Exactly. Well, it's, it's funny because like then there's like a panel where the, all the droids are going the opposite direction with the seat. It's clearly they're holding the CDs, but it's mm. in shadow, so it looks like it's got like a like a you know saw blade. I out thought in that front that's what I thought they were at first. Saws. I was I was 100 on bike. Why are they buzz sawing around it? Why aren't people? Nope, they're just holding out? the CD. Yeah, they're just like in a line, and it's crazy. They talk about how this this plant manufactures CDs for droid updates, mm-hmm. and it's like, I mean, I know this was a long time ago, but 
they don't have over the air updates for their droids. Nope. You gotta get the, the the manual firmware updates. Yeah, I guess that's why they're always plugging into the scomp links and yeah. all that stuff. It's like it's like the um, the old Xboxes where like at 360, occasionally a new big game would come out and they put a console firmware update on the disc, just oh, so like that's... you you get an updated operating system every once in a while. They're like, we know that everyone's gonna buy Halo Three, so yeah, all get... but we can't trust you all to be connected to the internet. So yeah. here, we or go. like I used to, uh, if you wanted Netflix on your Wii, you had to buy you had a, to have a you had to get a disc in there. <laughs> you couldn't Netflix just download disc. Netflix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a big industry, though. I mean, this is a big plant that just makes CDs, mm-hmm. as far as we know. Well, and they also have these giant ships to take out the CDs. Yeah, so automated yeah. automated ships. Just so the end of the issue, you, you have yeah the Scourge sending out this fleet to basically infect probably every droid in the galaxy. Yeah. Um, essentially. Um, and then, Caleb, you mentioned in your recap, we didn't really talk about it, there's this like hard cut from the Scourge and mm-hmm. just like doing everything with death and then we cut to a baptism uh, yeah. with ajax and this droid husk he's got and he's doing like a religious ceremony it's a really cool like duality of ajax versus scourge mm-hmm. also the duality of ajax himself where like you know in issue three or whatever he's like i'm gonna be a priest and i'm like okay well now i gotta like put my warrior costume on and then all of his friends died and he's back to priest mode yeah but is very he's much like, not with it after seeing it, everyone die. He's being a sad boy here. Yeah, I think that uh, Dark Droids is really going to benefit from a reread because mm-hmm. Ajax's story has been really difficult for me to to keep track of. I don't know why, just something about it. I, I keep forgetting what. Well, his it's deal like is. it's always like it's just like four pages per like you know monthly. Yeah. Comic. So like I'm sure if you when you read it all back to back it makes a nice little interlude, but right now right. it's like, also introduced like a year ago. Yeah, in in a in a very random place. Shout out Revelations, Revelations, and well, and Han and Chewie, Han and Chewie, Han and Chewie. Yep. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, so it it's it's a cool story, and I'm I'm excited for the inevitable showdown. It's going to be Ajax and D Squad versus the Scourge. <laughs> Which, Which like, this, let's face it, like, the Scourge is the most, like, final fantasy, most, like, final in-villain-looking character we've ever seen. Like, I know Darth Vader, like, wins a lot of character designs, but, like, the Scourge looks like something out of, like, a horror, like, it's gonna, like final boss. Final it's gonna boss, go to, like, a, a Bayonetta fight where he's just, like, running on the, the Scourge 1 Star Destroyer, fighting him on the outside. Yeah. I mean, they don't gotta breathe, so that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> right. They can, uh, ride... Ride Fathers on the on Scourge, oh, God. whatever they're riding. <laughs> yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I yeah, I'm. I obviously was expecting D Squad to show up in the main series at some point, but mm-hmm. them going to Ajax and offering to help was not how I saw that coming. Um, hey, it makes a degree of sense. Like we gotta get all the fun, cool droids together to have like our big mega squad well, was, meet up. Was was it? Because I remember thinking initially that Ajax was part of D Squad. Uh, when this all started, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pulling up the covers. Uh, he is not on actually the covers of any of the of the D Squad issues, or at least the primary no, covers. Um, uh, uh, maybe, maybe it was like an article, one of the articles they wrote, or something like that. Oh well, I mean, I guess the book of Ajax was in the first issue. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was in D Squad. Yeah, D Squad number one had the book Ajax. What a weird place to put that. That was so yeah. cool. Because uh, I remember like saying like maybe. 
people should read this first. I don't know. That's right. Okay, yeah. I I recant what I said earlier about skipping D Squad. It's super necessary for the book. <laughs> yeah, actually, Jags. yes. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. That's like the ten most important pages of this entire event. Crazy. Um, yeah. So where do we? So D-Squad. where do we think it's going next? Just like I mean, it's. We're, it's I guess it's just all brawl. I yeah, like, I don't I feel like. I feel like D like the. Like neither Luke nor Vader nor Afro, like any of our main people are going to be the ones to end this thing. I feel like uh-huh. it's D Squad that's going to have to. It's got to be the droids that and, take and him kill, down uh, and, yeah. take, and take down eight or not Ajax, but um the scourge. It's the scourge. But so what'll be like, interesting to see is our three protagonist friends who are scourged right I, now. I have They'll an probably idea. Get dealt with in each of their yeah. Well, because in Afra they've already kidnapped Magna. So she's at least off of Ekapania or whatever. So um, Afra took place after this issue. Correct. Probably sli- after, very slightly after. Possibly after Dartroids 5. We're, uh, then Bounty Hunters, they are on the planet, but are captured in the experimentation thing area. Uh, and then, okay, we should mention Star Wars 41 is coming out, I think, in two oh, yes. weeks. Um, unfortunately... Uh, we've been told by Charles Soul to not read it right now because it spoils oh, right. Dark Droids 5. My guess is that Dark Droids 5, you have the droids fighting on Scourge 1 with D-Squad mm-hmm. and Ajax. I think 41 of uh, Star Wars, which we will not mention when it does come out. I'm not going to read it until after Dark Droids. Uh, I think they're probably going to find a, those people on the planet, Lando and everyone, are going to take down the ships heading out with the CDs. Okay. And that that is the spoiling aspect. Because that, it, it will probably also be told in, in Dark Droids 5. Yeah. That art it ends kind of like uh like the end of episode one where like if they like everyone just shut all the droids shut down because the master yeah. control was taken yeah. down. How do you think they're gonna get these Uh well because in with Magna they like uh basically like EMP grenaded her and it I think I I want to say it didn't totally work. It's been I'm pulling well, back. Up. But we've already established that if you run someone over with a uh, pod racer, it uh, yeah, it, <laughs> it, it discourages. Yeah. Now yeah, that. here's a, a question, a possibility. What if when they discourage Lando, they also fix him? Lobot or Lobot? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that. I feel yeah. Like that's it, a little well, bit is, where's the tra- where's the Trawak droid? Is he with Lando still? Um. Uh, the talking. Yes. Yeah, I think he turned him off and like just uh, yeah. scored him somewhere. Because like, well, I mean, they obviously have to fix him, but what if they like fix like he he gets fully he's totally fixed? I don't yeah, know. I mean, yeah, yeah obviously I, they're gonna he's not they're not gonna kill him off in this. I don't think. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's the big spoiler in forty one. I doubt it, but because we know, all right, I guess Lan- Lobot shows up now and then post Jedi. Like he's in last yeah. shot. Like right? he shows up like uh, one other place in like a video game and like yeah. he's in Battlefront too, I think. Okay. Um, so I I've refreshed my mind with Afra. She the EMP Magna, which knocks her out, that let they let her get kidnapped away from Ekpony whatever. Yeah. Um she is still scourged. Um and then uh Afra uses her electro tattoos to like enter her brain um and gets shocked out of it i don't know if she actually healed magna that was kind of left ambiguous and then we are left with the fact that the scourge has figured out how to enter humans fully so um 
There we're, you go. That's the state of the scourge. We are screwed if they uh, if they don't stop them, man. They're gonna get yeah. to all of us. They, they could they could end everything. What's gonna so, happen? Yeah, Return they, of the they Jedi. Could, this could be the end of Star Wars. As we know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, Lobot. I looked up. He does show up in a couple of things. So he's not dying. I mean, I don't think any of us thought that. But right. We don't. I don't know, know if we know how bad his you know situation is in in the post jedi stuff i just i i i need them to get rid of the little red wire kind of braid like looking weird thing. it makes me uncomfortable i don't know what it is <laughs> yeah. it's just that design does not sit well yeah it's, it's been around for too long i can agree with that all right can so go back to of, the uh, the flashback giant pink fro give me that lando yeah or get some disco pants disco pants lobot that'll be our next um you know lego minifigure all right, so yeah. we already talked about Star Wars 41, how we're not reading that. Um, Correct. What else is coming up? What do you think we'll be talking about next uh, issue? Oh, or next week? Is there lot, any other right? final thoughts before we get to that? I like this issue a lot. Like I said, it's a lot of talking. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think it'll benefit from being read in yeah. in one sitting in proper it, succession it feels it feels good seeing like the transition of like this hive mind like from one agent to like multiple agents to i'm like taking over a star destroyer to i'm like okay i have to break my consciousness off across the little thing it almost feels like we're hitting like the uh the highlights from like a, a fun like short story about like a hive mind here yeah you know? i also i like how uh it th- they're able to use that for scene transitions because mm-hmm. it'll be like It'll be the main scourge talking, and then the sentence will get finished by like Magna on the other planet, mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't feel forced. out of place. Yeah, um, right. So yeah, Scourge is a really cool character. It, I think that it took me a while to get on board with this event because it's weird. And then I was like, wait, we had Screaming Citadel, which was literally just vampires. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't we have this droid hive mind? And so, yeah, I'm I'm good with it. Yeah, um, so cool yeah. issue fun issue the other things that have come out in this window are bounty hunters 40 which banged it was a very good issue i am it was also a very heartbreaking issue as is bounty hunters fashion i remember Mm -hmm. talking about um back oh this was on the bestine issues when like i'm like man tonga is such a great mom for the bounty hunters crew she's holding everyone together god i really hope she never breaks down herself because i don't know what's going to happen and now we're here so yeah uh, it's bad it's not good for tonga it's also not good for zuckus how are you feeling uh for the next two issues it bad well i know tonga (laughs) luckily hyper uh halcyon legacy 5 has told me most of the bounty hunters crew survives except for uh balance so i did not remember that they were in that they they show up at the end in the like um towards the like uh post return of the jedi yeah issue and it has zuckus bosk um uh tonga losha is off screen but they like calm to her um and the weird i don't know the species he like it has like the like mandibles from oh Gal- from the Gal- the gout's edge. edge yeah he's there oh. too. he's also in allegiance maybe probably or, or yeah Ethan wrote that so it's the classic star wars writer thing where they use their character like that's my story. guy yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um so we know all those people live past return of the jedi but- um Baylor, who knows? Baylor's probably dead. I actually have an irrational fear that uh, 
Losha is getting like uh, Barbara Gordon or something because oh. uh, we don't actually see her. So Ooh. we'll see. Um, but that was it was a very emotional issue. Uh, two more left. Uh, Hyperspace Wars number 11 came out only one more after that. And then Kenobi number three, which I know none of us have read. So <laughs> the next two weeks are going to be a little crazy. Uh, we have uh, whether it's next week or the week after we will have hyper high republic adventures number one okay, uh, we will have older star wars 41 which we are not reading d squad number four the final issue Ooh. bounty hunters number 41 the penultimate issue hyperspace stories number 12 the final issue and shadows of starlight number three the penultimate issue of that mini series so likely it will probably be a discussion of hyper or high republic adventures number one and shadows of starlight number three i would guess with maybe a quick mention of d squad number four because we kind of know what's going to be happening here mm-hmm. um but it's probably going to be a very packed episode. And I mean, uh, let's guess. be honest, we're, it's hard to not talk about the High Republic. We're back in like full hype mode. Uh, mm-hmm. Regardless of like how you felt about phase two, the hype wasn't quite there. Right. But we are, Shadows of Starlight killing it. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward because we've got the Bell and Burry issue next. That is, yeah, that's the one coming out next. So uh, that's going to be a good one. We're going to see Bell be really depressed about Loden. Maybe Endura Stokes will be in that. Who yeah, knows? would make sense. Um, um, maybe Nib Asek will show up. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great, great, yeah, great. Not there yet, but uh, Nib Asek gets a mention uh, as being present in Eye of Darkness. Despite she having died, died in Light of the Jedi. I think Fallen Star. Or okay, she was a Fallen Star death. But yeah, yeah. they have already fixed that in the digital edition. So uh, fun fact. Um, and then also maybe Mr. we Ghost. see. Um, this is not really a spoiler. It, it gets mentioned in, I think, the prologue of the book. Uh, we maybe we'll see uh, where Pratre Vader gets kidnapped, either in issue three or four of this. Oh, series. yeah, that is a really good point. I think that makes sense. And he, man, he's cool. And uh, I, although who I really want is Master Laru. That's my favorite. Yeah, he's, he's, he's massive. Just, yeah, I, I love my big boys, Pratre yeah. Vader. Master Laru. It's Operances. about Oper- No, we don't like Operances in this house. <laughs> uh, but uh, Yariel Poof can stay. He's all right. Oh, yeah. He's great. Um, I, which yeah. this is so off topic, but is there any Star Wars character that was as as established by Robot Chicken as Yariel Poof? Like because he, he has no character anywhere else. And so I think Robot Chicken <sighs> sort of made him what people think it's been a long time since i've seen the robot he's just really goofy in that and they they, i feel like he gets featured way more than any other non-speaking character because he's funny looking yeah but uh he it's so cool to see all these dudes in the high republic i want shadows of starlight to be 20 issues i want (sighs) be good yeah we want one for literally every single we want to see the uh the was it was the droid programmer's name he made it oh kevin tar Kevin Tarr. Oh, yeah, Kevin Kev- Tarr. We want Kevin's story. Hey, Kevin Tarr is... Uh, he's in Eye of Darkness. He's, he's a big presence in the Eye of Darkness, yeah. Uh, give me give me the... Uh, oh, God. What's the what's my gluppiest character? I can just... Uh, give Admiral Cronara no, or whatever. Admiral Cronara, he'd be great. Uh, give me a whole... Not just one issue. Give me a whole series on Miro Lox and Amadeo Zazo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I... I'm, our, like, I'm an Amadeus. They're, they're not sure. really glitch shows, but like I would really love to see what the vessel's up to with uh with uh. Oh, uh, they're coming back. Don't worry. They are in. Um, no, the, it's Affy Hollow who's in the next YA book. 
I think they're, they they'll show up somewhere. Yeah, no, they'll be fine. I'm sure. Uh, they were in, they were in Tales of Lane Life. Um, good, good. Yeah, yeah. That um, the main I can't remember any of their names. Affy, uh, oh, Affy, it's little Staros Avon who's in Avon. The XY book. Yes, um, yeah. So Affy is now like kind of running that company. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they, they need to show up more in the comics because they had that fun story in the annual, the annual. yeah, where yeah. Uh, Geodes at a dance club. Geo just a best. Well, and they also have like a religious gym on top of Geode. It's like, oh, yeah, like a, yeah, not like a praise the sun god type moment, honestly. Yeah. Good times. So, um, we've got a lot of High Republic to look forward to. Number two will be out somewhat soon. That will be out during. We're okay to a little peek behind the curtain. We're doing our regular episode two weeks from when you're listening to this. In mm-hmm. between recording those two episodes, we are doing another episode to bank to get us through holiday times. That will likely be a comics year in review episode. So in our one month off ish window will be when high Republic number two comes out. So. Yeah. Which uh, of, of uh, course we pick a month where there's a ton of stuff. It's coming. insane. Although every month is like, that's what I said earlier. Like I want a gap. Yeah. We need to wait for Afra to end as much as much Afra as I miss Bounty Afra Hunters. and bounty hunters. It will, it be will nice. Some, uh, Although then we're just getting alliances and the Django Fett thing. So we, yeah, we are I getting no breaks. Would love for there to be one ongoing Star Wars comic plus the High Republic. That doesn't count. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then just occasional miniseries. Kind of mm-hmm. like it used to be at Dark Horse, but uh, that's not happening anytime soon. We had no, Dark Horse. We had four comics running at the same time at Dark Horse, too. On- ongoings? Were, yes, they, were, yeah. the, were they tying Re- in together? Rebellion, like, they- KOTOR um legacy and uh dark times were right, all but, happening at the but they same didn't time. all they didn't all tie in with each other that's they what did at awesome. one point oh god dang it okay vector. well vector okay yeah, vector. yeah sure that's, there's only one point but at the same time yeah they, they yeah um, these all even outside the events they all it takes up a lot of, of space we'll find stuff to talk about that's not a problem it's picking what to talk about we have uh, so much it's great other than the high republic of we we just need to like hard cap ourselves for the intro and like we every guys just if i'm sure y'all get tired of us talking for 30 minutes about what we're doing every week we're like all right next week is shorter <laughs> and it doesn't happen <laughs> the, the classic oz there was no news right yeah i okay my bad and then last week i said oh thankfully there's no news and then they dropped 400 things on us yeah um <laughs> Okay, Caleb, just don't buy any cool Superman books between now and our next recording. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, no I'm, no I'm one read on. anything. <laughs> yeah, serious. Uh, oh, I, did, I did also get the Mandalorian a manga. Okay. Uh, it bangs. It's so good. I it's, don't, it's, it's pretty sweet. I don't usually go for adaptations, but it like actually does. It's not just... Uh, I was going to say it's not just tracings. That's not how I meant it, but it's not mm-hmm. just tracings of the TV show. Good, um, good. It it sort of tells the story in its own way. Also, uh, Caleb, if you go to the last page, one of my favorite things, it's not a, it's not a story page in the very back. If you open it up from the front cover, uh, it's got the little Ugnot saying like, uh, start from the other end of the book. Yeah. 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 Manga. I guess it's a manga. You got this, awesome. this is not the way or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Unless you're reading a higher public manga, which they wrote for Westerners. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, left or right. Right. That's a, that's a made for us manga. Um, but, all right. Well, I think with all that, unless there's any final 
thoughts. Yeah, look at us. We ranted some more. <sighs> Stretch it to over an hour. Surprise, surprise. And that'll do it for this week's episode of The Cosmic Force. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show right here on YouTube where you can watch us every other Wednesday. We also encourage you to subscribe to our audio version on whatever podcast platform you listen to. You can follow us on Twitter and tweet at the show at Cosmic, at Cosmic Force Show. Stay informed about Star Wars comics news. You can also follow the host as well. I'm at Jacob Bausch. Caleb is at Caleb Laminac, And Oz is Oz. For reviews, articles, and news for the rest of the wide galaxy of Star Wars content, be sure to visit utini.com. We encourage you to join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com slash discord. You can help support the show by heading to patreon.com slash utini and start receiving, receiving exclusive perks starting at just as little as $5 a month. A special thank you to Brian Dooley, Carl Sander, Carl Sander, Michael Fry, and Raven Buzinski on our Jedi Hat Council, and James T., Ashley Ingalls, Colton Fife, Chris Carrizo, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support. Thank you again to Caleb and Oz for hosting with me this weekend. And a special thank you to all the listeners for joining us. We really appreciate it. And see y'all in two weeks. May the force be with you. Bye. Bye.